0: often go through the gear changes, particularly when we look at these feature meetings, Everest Day and, of course, the big program at Caulfield. And one that stood out, or a couple that stood out, of course, light has got Winkers. I'll tell you about a few others in a moment. But Uncommon James, I think, is the most significant one. Blinkers going on, the Queensland Horse of the Year. Of course, Fura and Uncommon James, they both followed each other last start. Fura was able to beat home Uncommon James. Asfura's second and Uncommon James was third in the Moyer Stakes. So 230 Uncommon James, 225 Asfura. They're similarly rated. Their sectionals were similar, even though I think Uncommon James meets Asfura a kilo better at the weights this time around. Matt Hoystead is with us. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. Congratulations on getting that award, uh, Tab Horse of the Year. Must have been a big thrill for yourself, Steve, and the whole team.
1: Yeah, sure was. Uh, obviously, he's had a, had a really good season, this horse, so it's just obviously capped off with uh, a yeah, really good night there on Sunday.
0: This is plan B to run in this race?
1: Yeah, look, initially we were were just gonna go straight into the, the Manicada, but it's purely just probably how well he's bounced through that Moya run that's that's been a deciding factor. Um, you know, he was I think it was either Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday morning, uh, last week when I sort of made the call, he, he went past me here at Frontington, sort of cantering past, just on the sand, having an easy morning and he he was leaping in the air, pig rooting me out, just feeling so well and just felt the month between runs, we, we wanted to put the blinkers on and just whether that was going to in turn, you know, potentially be a bit of a risk waiting a month. Um, you know, if he was to draw poorly, blinkers first time month between runs, he, he may just, you know, be a bad, bad recipe and could, uh, you know, possibly get up a bit keen and want to race. and just felt he probably needed this run to really bring him to his peak. He, he, um, you know, I think the run, he's improved out of sight from that first up run and feel there's probably just a touch more improvement in him and, and this run will probably get us right where we need to be uh, come Manicato. So why are you going with the blinkers? Well, look, he's always been one that we've felt he, he probably wants the blinkers. He can be a little bit reactive and sort of focus on other horses and be a little bit timid in between them at times. Um, but he's, he's always been one of those that's been quite sort of mentally immature and we just felt he might take to them the wrong way. Um, so we, we feel that this is the first preparation where i think we 've had him you know as, as relaxed as as can be and, and probably more the finished product, so we feel it 's the right time to be to be putting them on him, on him now, and hopefully that can just make him focus up a little bit more and just not be as wary of horses around him
0: of course he 's a winner at Caulfield he won the Riga roller last around this time, back in august last year didn 't he when he sat just off the speed.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, obviously his first uh, first run down here in in Victoria's first first way, Melbourne way of going and and around Caulfield. So he's got the big tick there, and and obviously we know he's got a you know a really good second up record. Thought he was great there in the Moyer, with knowing how much improvement that he sort of you know genuinely always has in him after the first up run so yeah really pleased with him coming into into Saturday and as I said I still feel there's probably just a, a touch more improvement that this run will just bring him right on after
0: this. Just on the Moyes we reflect on it I said they followed each other so clever ride your horse ended up getting on the back of her from an awkward gate so one out two back she was one out and one back and what was noticeable on common James if he had a drawn better he actually pinged the leads, didn't he?
1: Yeah, 100. percent That was just, I suppose, a sort of frustrating thing. He, he began so well. We, we sort of anticipated, with a speed that was going to be on, that we were, uh, you know, going to ride him a little bit more quieter. But through purely just how well he did begin, he obviously ended up in in a beautiful position um, throughout the run. And as probably Damien said, sort of post-race, the only thing he probably thought felt that he, you know, potentially did wrong. He, he knew Imperatrice was on his back, so in turn sort of didn't want to give her a card into the race and probably just sat and waited a little bit too long. And in, and in turn, obviously Squirrel was able to sort of pinch that margin and, and because Imperatriz really sort of already had her revs up, she was able to go past us and went past us really quickly. She was obviously extremely dominant, but that was probably the only only thing that Damien felt that may. You yeah, may have gone wrong, so, so I feel from a, you know, he's probably going to get a similar run in transit there, you know, potentially might even be one out, one back on, on her back again, um, and I think she's the right one to be following. She'll obviously take us everywhere we need to
0: go, and, um, yeah, hopefully we can get the job done. All right. What, what's also interesting uh, to take out of the Moyer, I noticed Damien Lane, because Imperatriz tightened uncommon um, James up when the, she was making a run, he couldn't get it, her, her, this horse with the whip at all like um, Damien. He was restricted, wasn't he? Yeah, I think it's probably more through his immaturity, and again, the reason why we're sort of
1: putting the blinkers on. When she went past him, he just, again, as I said, he sort of really can worry about other horses, and she went past and went past so quick, and when she has, he's really sort of ducked in, sort of got a bit of a fright when she's gone past him as as quickly as she did, so... Um, you know, again, I think hopefully with the you know with the blinkers on, we can see him a little bit more responsive and and just probably ha- be able to have him sort of working to his gears a little bit earlier uh, rather than sort of sitting for as long uh, there on Saturday. And hopefully that can that can see a you know improved performance.
0: All right, you are confident he'll get out cleanly with the headgear on for the first time?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, look, he, he's always a really good beginner. I have no no
0: really worries
1: worries there. Um, and again, he's just going to have to Damien's going to have to. Read the play. To. It's obviously interesting. Six of eight can be a little bit tricky. It's going to be quite tactical early, depending on probably what Lombardo does, is going to be the, the real key whether a Spura jumps and crosses over to the rail or stays one out one back. And hopefully, we can, we can, would love just to see him lob in that one out one back
0: position on following her. Just one of many good races on the whole program. The Scalacci Stakes, uh, as I said, our common James around 2.30. This filly's very talented, as we know. Her maiden was extraordinary at Sunny Coast and we knew then that she was a she was a promising type and then she won again. And then she was beaten a first go at 1,200 and Girl. She's fresh here, race two. Tell me what you think.
1: Yeah, look, obviously it's been a, been an interrupted program with her being scratched at the, at the gates here about a month ago or so now. Um, so look, obviously it's it's not an ideal lead-in when you have any hiccup throughout a preparation, but look, she's a she's a, a really talented filly. This girl, um, look, we were very much on the fence, you know, whether to whether to sort of pull up stumps after her going off in the gates here at Flemington or, or push on with the preparation. We we purely just left it up to her and to see how she was she was sort of going to cope with things mentally. Obviously, you, you worry whether. How much of an impact that can have on them? A bad experience, as she did have there at Flemington. But look, thankfully she she's come through it in, in terrific order. We obviously have to give her a jump out here at Flemington, uh, you know, to reinstate her uh, for a barrier search. She was ultra impressive there, uh, winning in in sort of nice time. I think it was the second quickest uh, heat of the morning there. And um, yeah, look, couldn't be happier with her in that aspect. As you said, she goes first up 1200 now. Um, you know, she. I think it, it was probably more the end of a prep run uh, in the champagne. In, in the champagne, when she, you know, probably just peaked late. Um, so Phil, she's, you know, she's fine to be getting the twelve hundred. We won't know until we get her under race conditions. But um, look, really talented filly, and hopefully we can we can get the the preparation back on track. All there right. Saturday. Hopefully
0: she'll be in the first three or four runners, will she? Fresh, happen girl.
1: Uh, well, she can sometimes step away a touch tardily. Probably leave that up to Mark. But you know, she's probably going to be, you know somewhere midfield if she could be a, you know in that sort of third pair you know if she'd be second pair ideal but just going to be up to
0: how she does step because she can just step a touch tardily at times. Yeah and a Duman trial before you left of course she could have led that heat didn't she end up letting uh, I think it was uh, Asamu leading that heat in Brisbane.
1: Yeah yeah yep.
0: correct. Yeah. And you've got a barrier blanket there. Uh, yes, yeah. So
1: she, she uh, had that barrier blanket on her in the in the jump out here at Flemington and, look, never moved. She's a silly that's never gone off in the gates before. I think it's just a bit of a combination of factors. The wind had really picked up a big field. And it was 20 in the race and she was sort of one of the first in. So she was in there for a long time with the wind and being first up and a bit fresh, it was just a... Yeah, one of those things, but um, look, showed no signs of doing anything wrong in the gates in her jump out, so hopefully we can see the same on Saturday.
0: And she's well placed under the conditions of this race, she's the second highest rater, but it's just a nice race, isn't under those weight conditions here, race two? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. Look, yeah. we, we sort of wanted to try have an easier option rather than go on the black type, so hopefully we can see her perform well and then she can go on to a, onto better things after this.
0: And would you return to Perth with Uncommon, James?
1: Uh, we'll probably just see how we, how we uh, do go, but. Probably see, obviously after the Manicata is going to be a deciding factor of, of where we go to on the back of that. Um, probably have our Brisbane Winter Carnival in, in sight for him. Uh, I think he's going to be well suited at, at you know setting him for a doom and 10,000 and you know, potentially even trying him out over 14 in a Stradbroke. broke. So, uh, look, we will
0: just wait and see, but um, probably not looking likely at this stage. Lovely. Thanks for giving us a great assessment, uh, Matt. Nah, no worries at all. Matt Hoystead. Of course, uh, from Victoria, um, telling us about as um, uncommon James in the Scalacci race five two blinkers, for the first time, and App and Girl is favourite in race two number two. First up at twelve hundred scratched at the gates as you heard there and barrier blanket two dollars and seventy cents. Um, yeah, just back to Uncommon James. I know the story's been well told. A special horse for, for Matt and wife, Caitlin. Caitlin actually bred this particular horse. It was her suggestion. Um, of course, the family horse is the dam, Pickabee. She won five. And then the decision, Caitlin made the decision to send that mare uh, off to Cable Bay. And Uncommon James, the result. And, uh, of course, he's the best uh, Cable Bay racing in Australia. There's a couple of very talented horses that race in the Northern Hemisphere. But he's certainly the best by far and away. Uh, racing in Australia uh, by that particular sire, uh, Cable Bay. So fascinating little contest and tactical battle with the two faves there at Caulfield in the Scalacci.